Psalms 30 verse 11, then he broke through and transformed all my wailing into a whirling dance of ecstatic praise. He has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of gladness. Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it one more time. This is so rhema for me today. It's like the most perfect scripture for me today. It's been a really hard day for me, actually. Tremendous weeping, wailing, crying, and it's just... From multiple different directions, too. Multiple directions. Not just one source. Just having my heart crushed in every direction from everything I hold dear, and it's and almost finding no comfort whatsoever except in the Holy Spirit and the glory feels it's like it's intensifying through this excruciatingly painful suffering that I'm going through today I've never really dealt with this level of crushing before and it's not from my enemies it's from my friends and it's from my family and it's from the people I love and I know from people that love me but it's that's the most intense kind of suffering and it is, I mean, it's like the whole, my whole world just burning. And it needs to burn, and I signed up for this. But it's just been one of those days where it's excruciatingly painful, with almost no comfort whatsoever from anyone. So this verse really means a lot to me right now. Psalms 30, verse 11. Then he broke through, breakthrough, and transformed all my wailing into a whirling dance of ecstatic praise. He has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of gladness. I have a similar one that I actually got like uh, within the past two days. Um, which this used to be my favorite song because I'd actually, like, weep for souls when I was a little girl. But um, it also just completely applies to, to the crushing. <laughs> it was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and joined in saying, The Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we overjoyed. The Lord has, now Lord, now Lord, <laughs> now Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Those who sow, this is, this is it, this is, this is the one. Those who sow with tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seeds to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter, shouting with gladness, and they will bring back armloads, armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Glory. 
Thank you, Jesus. It's been crazy to me how, you know, the season of crushing, but it's almost like every day the crush comes, but then because of the foundations in the Father, because of the foundations in forgiveness and grace and just sinking into Him and His heart, it's like almost like everyone that is beyond my ability to have peace for, everyone that is beyond my ability to figure out how we're going to get through this, he turns it into a blessing. And he's so faithful that that's what I expect. You experience his faithfulness so much, you experience the oneness in spirit, you experience his ecstasies and his love, and it just becomes eventually very, you know, we go from glory to glory, and some people say that, you know, the higher level, the bigger devil, but once you learn how to base yourself in the Father alone and nothing else, that's where you become unshakable. That's where the shaking comes and you just, okay, I'm just going to wiggle into the Father and peace out. Because it's the peace that surpasses understanding. Circumstances are circumstances. Circumstances will be here until we renew the entire earth. Peace, it's the peace that surpasses understanding. Like, there's no reason I should be overflowing with this peace right now. There's no reason, like, I could have sinned or something, and there should be no reason why I'm overflowing with, um, peace, love, love ecstasy, grace. joy. It's just, yeah, one of the words I got, I was, I've been journaling a lot today just because of all the circumstances and one of my past journals said wow grace wow mercy and it just hit me so hard <laughs> the other thing that hit me really hard within the past 24 hours and it was like ecstatic was um crucifixion crucified I was just like whoa oh Jesus and then uh, not that Earlier today, I actually felt electrical pulse come out of where he was crucified. It was just like, I'm like, whoa, the crucifixion. <laughs> I remember a long time ago, you know, as different emotions and manifestations came up, and then there was like a twinge of a revelation of like, if I'm dead with Christ, how do I feel any of these things? And yet, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And yet, like it went from a season of watching the Father be faithful outside of me, to starting to tap into Him inside of me, so that even as I had physical heart hurts, I could actually feel myself suck it down into my belly. And it would disappear when I was I was dealing with heart hurts all over the place and they wouldn't move and they wouldn't move but Christ in me the hope of glory
Oh, Christ in me. So he'll lead you into himself, inside you. And when you find that, when that becomes your first reaction, okay, Christ inside me, okay, just sit in the heart of Father. Every circumstance will press and press and press and press until that's the only thing we have left. All I want to know about you is Christ and Him crucified. Is that the only thing I can see about you? Can I see your blemish? Can I see the thing that isn't Christ and Him crucified in you? And then can I see it and build it up in you? Can I get one with the Father's heart for Christ in you, your destiny to be made manifest? Can I just see your destiny and not see any of the bumps? Oh, the love that sets us free. Oh, the love that's inside of me. And oh, the love that I receive from you because Christ inside. I just feel like I'm melting like candle wax now. The fire is so strong on my forehead and my entire being. There's been such a work in the soul realm this last season, and it's continuous. But I always feel the pulsating energy out of my forehead. All kinds of different manifestations. It was like a crystal mountain coming out the forehead and <clears throat> the brain feels... <clears throat> the brain feels like a peppermint. Oh, Jesus. Now it just feels like straight, raw fire. My whole body, my arms, my blood, feels like it's boiling inside me. And it's comfortable. I like this. It feels really good. I just trust this fire is going to restore everything that's been stolen from my life. It's going to restore my friends back to me. It's going to restore our people back together. It's going to restore the earth and the cities of the earth. The only hope I have in life is this fire of the Holy Ghost. I don't have anything else. I've never had anything else. The fire has brought us this far, and even though the metamorphosis is the highest level of painful I've ever experienced this week. I know this fire will get stronger. It's the suffering that produces glory. I shared on Facebook today, I want to share it now. Because of this overwhelming suffering that we have to do for the glory of God, It's a lot more comforting if we can suffer together. And it's the suffering of the glory transforming us. It's not a suffering feeling bad for yourself. This isn't sin. This isn't suffering in pride. This isn't suffering in wrongdoing. This is suffering 
for the glory's sake. This is suffering for transfiguration because we're being changed into creatures from a different world. And all the parts of us that are still a part of this world have to burn. And it's intense fire. Hardly anyone understands. They're all judgmental of you. They're all calling you names. And everyone's got an opinion about you. And they don't understand what you're dealing with, what you're going through. They just talk about you. And you just let the fire of God change you in the midst of all these gossipers, all these opinionated people. And the fire of God will eventually burn off you and onto them. And then they'll start to taste what you've been going through the whole time in your sanctification, your purification. I tell you what, this fire, very few people have ever tasted in the world. This fire is the fire that will remove the curse of the fall from the whole world. Those that have gone through it now have been volunteers, and almost nobody has volunteered into full sanctification, full transfiguration, full death to self. Almost no one. There'd be a handful in the whole planet that were volunteers. A handful in the whole world. But the same sanctification that the volunteers went through, when they're made perfect through the fire, and stand on the top of the mountain of Zion, singing the song of Moses in the Lamb and playing their harps, having been overcomers of the world, having gone through all that is in the world, and burned it off of their hearts and souls and flesh to be transfigured on top Mount Zion. That fire will come down the mountain and will consume all flesh. It will wash through all souls. No one will be exempt from the fire of God. This baptism of fire is the floods of the days of Noah. The living water is actually fire. <laughs> we say water and we think, you know, just H2O. It's not even like H2O. It's not even like that. Jesus didn't have any uh, other words to describe it to these people that they would even understand. He described it through well terminology for shepherds. What it's like is fire. Fire in your belly like rivers that will eat curses, sin, sickness, disease most powerfully and most painfully the fire eats pride. I mean, that's the all the idolatry that's in the world. The fire that eats the pride that's in the world. The fire of love is judgment towards pride. <laughs> and the only person that's without pride is the fire himself. And until you become pure fire, through and through, there are still layers of you that must burn. And we're all well aware of that. We got a hundred people out there telling us every day how prideful we are. But let's intensify the fire to burn it off of us and to burn it off of others. You see something on someone else. You see a speck. You see a plank. Why don't you produce the fire and pour it on them and be a part of the solution instead of the accusation? Amen? Let your cup overflow with the fire of the Lord so that anyone that actually wants help can get help from you. Amen? Let's not be cold towards anyone. Everyone's transitioning. Everyone's going through a lot right now. Emotions are flaring. This fire brings out every damaged emotion 
every wound and pain and you can't see your own heart so you're seeing everyone else's stuff but you can't see your own stuff everyone's a total hypocrite except the Holy Spirit you'll find that out real quickly in the glory <laughs> the glory will humble you so much because you think oh I've arrived to something now I'm in the glory all you've arrived to is death the glory is your end and death the glory is your crucifixion the gl a lot of people will back out of the glory because they don't want to die to self. You have to be completely crazy to go deeper in the glory and die. Because that's the only thing that happens going from glory to glory, is more and more dying. And it's always painful. I mean, I, I don't think I've had a break from it in 20 years. And before that, it was equally intense in the demonic. <laughs> I've never had... I mean... This last week was the most intense, excruciating week of my entire life. And you have all this increase, and you see this stuff. There's all kinds of wonderful, amazing new people coming into the ministry. You think, oh, now we're going to have a peaceful time. It's going to be kumbaya. And it's like, nope, the fire's like, I don't, I don't think so. I'm going to crank it up on you. Because through you, it's going to overflow and wash all of them. The higher you go in leadership, the more fire you're required by God to burn in. Which means the more you die. The fire only comes through people that lay themselves down on the altar. And we signed up for this. We're priests of the Melchizedek order that work at the gold altar. How, what is the working of the gold altar before his throne? Revelation says there's a gold altar before the throne of God. It's laying yourself down on that altar. <laughs> it's laying down your pride every day to conduct more of the Father's fire. It burns out your eye sockets. I mean, you look blind half the time to people who think they can see. It burns out your heart. It burns out your tongue, so it's hard to talk all the time. You sound uneducated, even though you have, you know, you've been growing in wisdom for 20 years. You sound like the dumbest person every day. The fire of God is continuously embarrassing. The fire of God takes the animal flesh and burns it so that the Father and His light can be seen through your burning. And that's going to be the end result of our daily sacrifice. And we're not there yet. We're not. But we're getting there. And the fire must intensify. And this is the suffering of the full extent of death for the full glory of the Father to be seen through our hearts. And then people will have an apostolic witness. But not until then. Luke 24, 26. Wasn't it necessary for Christ the Messiah to experience all these sufferings and then afterward to enter into His glory? Romans 8, 18. A glorious destiny. I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Yeah. Ephesians 3.13 My dear friends, I pray that you will remain strong and not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf, for it is for your glory. Hebrews 2.10 Jesus brings many sons to glory, for now he towers above all creation, for all things exist through him and for him. And that God made him pioneer of our salvation 
perfect through his sufferings. For this is how he brings many sons and daughters to share in his glory. How? How does he bring many sons and daughters to share in his glory? Perfect through sufferings. (laughs) Perfect through sufferings. The pioneer of salvation made perfect through sufferings. And that's how we share in His glory. So, the sons and daughters, we're all about the glory, but it's about being partakers of His sufferings as well. It's the same path. This is the most remarkable thing of being a Christian, a Christ one, a disciple of the kingdom of heaven. You walk the same exact path of Jesus from conception to ascension. Every single one of us, born of the seed of the Word of God, born again, born of the Spirit and the water, you walk from 0 to 33 in the Holy Spirit, the way of the Lord. Now, it's a very narrow path. Guess what? As more and more people walk that 0 to 33 path of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it gets a little wider. It's the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day. There's a path here. It can turn into a road. It can turn into Isaiah 35, a highway of holiness. Right now, it's not. It is not a highway. It's a path still. I know that because there are so few that walk down it. So few. I know they're out there. We talk to people all over the planet. Thousands of people all over the planet that, are, that want this path. But I'm telling you, you, we have to walk this path until it turns into a highway of burning holiness. That's what we're called to open up for the nations. You're not going to have a harvest with just a narrow path. I mean, think about it. Like, we're barely making it. I mean, I'm feeling like I'm barely making it every day. It's so excruciatingly painful. You think you're going to have the masses the, the millions of people walk through this path into the fullness of the glory of God, it wouldn't happen in a hundred million years. It takes pioneers. It takes Joshua's. It takes Caleb's. It takes Jesus, pioneer of our salvation. And it takes many sons and daughters that share in the sufferings of that path to turn it into a highway. And I believe this group is 100 thousand percent called to share in all of those sufferings all those misunderstandings all those persecutions whatever the cost is we'll pay it don't care we've died so much we have i mean we have been through so much in our lives many of you i know many of your stories this is an extreme group of people these are warriors A lot of these are champions. A lot of these are honored and known and renowned in heaven. Veterans of Joel's army. We have come this far. We will continue to sacrifice everything, no matter what it looks like, no matter the price. It's true. We have set our eyes upon Jerusalem, heavenly Jerusalem, the city on the mountain to establish it over the earth. Whatever we have to do to burn, to walk this path out, and to live in the holy city, and to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect, we just say, yes, Father, 
whatever you need us to do, we say yes. Amen? Amen. First Peter 4.12, suffering and glory. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. First Peter 4.13, instead continue to rejoice, for you in a measure have shared in the sufferings of the Anointed One, so that you can share in the revelation of His glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. Prophetic suffering, (laughs) anointed suffering, the world doesn't understand, and the world opposes your inward changing. You're suffering because you have God in you, and the Creator is restoring creation back into divine order through your heart. You're carrying the Ark of the Covenant. You're carrying the throne of God in the Lamb. You are carrying the Holy of Holies. And the world hates the Holy of Holies. They will make every lying, manipulative excuse to attack you, twist your words, misunderstand you, condemn you, write you off, and smear your name, destroy your character. They've done it thousands of times. Why? Because what you carry as the born-again race of Jesus Christ is restoring the nations into divine order. You see the end result of the people that carry the Holy of Holies in Revelation chapter 7. I saw a multitude beyond numbering surrounding the throne. And who are these, I asked? These are those who come out of the great tribulation, who've made their garments white. How'd they get their garments white? People who carried the Holy of Holies and fully sacrificed themselves continuously for the fire of the ark to come out of them and burn all flesh into obedience to the throne of grace. Amen. And 1 Peter 5.1, Elders and the victors crown of glory. Now I encourage you as an elder, an eyewitness of the sufferings of Christ, and one who shares in the glory that is about to be unveiled. I urge you, my fellow elders among you, in 1 Peter 5.10, And then, after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in His eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, He will set you firmly in place and build you up. Mm. Amen. We endure it all for the joy that's set before us. We have the Christ nature, the divine nature. We are one with Christ. We're in union with Christ. And listen, we're in the love glory, and we're in love, and we're just burning in love. But I'm telling you, There is no suffering like the suffering of love. Oh, buddy, think about it. Joshua and Caleb, 40 years had the promised land in their heart, but their people were not willing to enter, and they had to go around the wilderness suffering 40 years. Meanwhile, their hearts were already in the Holy of Holies, in Zion, in the promised land. 
They had drank the promised land and the promised land was in them and it carried them for 40 more years of suffering in the wilderness with the people that would not believe in the promised land. They would not drink the glory of God. They would not drink the new wine. I tell you the truth, that's the suffering we endure for Christ's sake. Carrying the throne of God and bringing all disobedience to an end around us. That disobedience is the sting of death. You can have the strongest armor in the world, don't you think Jesus did? Yet they constantly mistreated him. They constantly said every lying accusation against him. I'm telling you, you can be absolutely perfect and still have a horrible life on earth. <laughs> Look at the prophets. These men were totally obedient to God. Oh yeah. They were sawn in half. They were thrown in wells. They were lived in caves. They lived in holes in the ground. Amen. The world was not worthy of them. The only way we as a prophetic people are going to have peace is if our fire burns strong enough to melt down the enemies of Christ through all flesh. It is truly bringing the, the same glory that crucifies us to death upon these unbelievers, upon all people, and burning them alive. And we will appear as the enemies of the world in the glory of God. The glory of God is the enemy of the world. That's why the glory of God is so mistreated. That's why the glory of God is persecuted. Because the glory of God, if a people go deep in it, is the Holy of Holies in the final judgment of Satan and his angels and their influence in all flesh. So, we're going to burn. Let the Holy of Holies burn us up. That's our prayer. We want the Holy of Holies. We don't care about anything else. We've come this far, Father. Burn us up. Burn out our hearts. Burn out our souls. We come with a blank slate. We come without any opinions. We come without any religion. We don't care about rebellion. We don't care about anything. We just want you, Father. We just want your throne fully manifest and magnified out of our hearts into the earth to burn up all disobedience, to burn up all rebellion and all confusion, to consume this earth with holy fire in final judgment. And we know, we're confident that this fire is your love and it will destroy the counterfeits that pretend to be love, but aren't burning from the Holy of Holies. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless all of you guys. If you're blessed by this ministry, consider giving a financial offering at brethrenmin.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.